The goal for this podcast is to better our understanding through conversation. Communication is one of the easiest, yet hardest things to do. Whether that's communication of feelings, thoughts, or opinions. But through communication, new perspectives begin to take place. Throughout the various topics and opinions discussed on this podcast, we hope that we can add value, understanding, and a few laughs to your day. Thank you for listening and enjoy the show. Welcome, welcome. Welcome to the Real Talk Podcast. I am your host, Bruce. I'm joined by E today, man. What's going on? How you doing, brother? Good. Good day, good day. Uh, today, man, we have our first guest. We have <laughs> my mom on, man. How, how, how you doing, mom? I am great. How are you, son? Good. And E, good. how's it going? I'm well, above ground. Uh, great. That's what it's all about. <laughs> yes, that yes, is a ma'am. blessing within itself. Yes, it is. Um, today, I think we got a pretty interesting topic. Um, do you want to introduce her or you want me to introduce her? Well, um, it's a very relevant topic. Um, and we all are definitely going to speak on it. Deception. Mm, interesting. So tell me a little bit about this deception. Oh, wow. Well, deception, we have to get um, to the root words of it. Okay. So when you look at the root words of deception, you look at deceive. Okay. Deceptive. <laughs> Deception. Okay, mama, put it together for us now. <laughs> so, basically, when you look at that, being deceitful. Okay. Being deceptive, um, deceiving someone. Okay, so tricking. Trickery. Got you. Got you. Got you. And, and trickery. That is strife, distrust, because you can't be trusted. True. And it really creates division. 100%. Facts. 100%. And that is basically the base of deception. That noun, that is the base of it. Because when you look at distrust and how deception and distrust go hand in hand, that's something once you recognize it, you have to shut it down. If you have that power with, with God, with God and his help, you have to shut that down right then Okay. and reject it. Right. That's something you reject. Okay. So, okay. Deception. Um, you said, uh, well, what, one thing that popped into my mind when you were talking division, right? Mm-hmm. Disease. Cause that's a lot of stuff that can happen within the body if not careful. And then you know, it attacks the body 100%. oftentimes before you can even see it, it's already affecting you. And so again, that creates the division, you know? So whatever happens with, you know, internally, it's going to, it's going to fester outward at yeah. one point in time, you know, whether you're ready for it or not. Right. So, I mean, I like it. I like it. Now I think, um, I was thinking about like the difference between lies and deception. So, like, I think a lie is no truth at all. And then deception is, like, the truth mixed in with a bunch of lies. Mm. And I think that's why it's so powerful. Because when you straight up lying to somebody, it's just a lie. There's no truth in it. But when you're deceiving somebody, it's more, like you said, trickery. Where you're mixing a little bit of the truth in it. 
but then you surrounding it by a bunch of lies. And that's what the that's why it's so powerful, because you can base it off of facts and you could you could draw belief into it. And then once you get tangled up in it like a maze, then you realize like, yo, it was never supported, but on, it wasn't supported, but on nothing but lies. Mm, interesting. You know what I'm saying? So when you say that, you know, for like, for example, like my children, the way that I would, you know, try to explain it to them is, you know, you're masking yourself. Facts. You know, you're masking, you know, you, you, you're masking the absolute truth and you're making it to look you know, exactly. it can look glamorous. Yeah. It can look trustworthy. It can dress the part. Facts. You know, it's easier to trust. It's crazy. It's easy to trust. For a lot of people, it's easy for them to trust a person that's wearing a suit than somebody wearing a hood. Exactly, bro. No. And I think that's where the uh, deception comes in. Even social media. You know what I'm saying? I feel like that kinds of, um, that type of front even that that word, you know what I'm saying? That type of front is kind of deceptive because it looks professional, it looks manicured, but until you open up the door and look behind, mm. then that's when the real, you know what I'm saying, the truth comes out or you get to see the fuel picture, the broader picture. Mm. Okay. Now, my take on that okay. is deception is basically not built on much truth at all. So when you say it's built on absolute truth with a bunch of lies, you you have to look at your probability there. The probability there is it 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 being built on very little truth. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very little truth. And it's mixed in just enough to deceive. Mhm. Okay? And uh, looking at it on a professional standpoint, you got to look at the motivations behind deception, being deceptive. Okay, you have uh, the instrumental part of it. Okay, why is why is deception there? Deception is there possibly to avoid some type of punishment or to protect resources per se. Mm. Okay, now my plain talk is saving face. Because a lot of times when you look at deception and a person deceiving another person, um, it is um, a safe face type thing. So um, you you have some that is built off rationality because they want to maintain a fake relationship. Well, they want to retain that. They want to maintain a relationship built off uh, lies and uh, things that aren't true. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, that. so what has happened when when you look at it on that standpoint? And I'm talking on the Buller and Bagoon 1996 uh, psychological um, interpersonal deception therapy theory. Mm. Um, when when you look at when it's built on that relational part, you have the person is saving face. They are. Um, they can come in passively, you know, passively to show, oh, I'm really concerned when actually the motivation behind that is they're definitely not concerned at all. So question when they come in passively is to appear non-threatening, correct? Exactly. So you can let your guards down. Exactly. So you can trust, which Which deception does not involve trust. Exactly. 
Okay, because that is fake and phony and fraudulent to gotcha. begin with. You, you to follow you, me? Just oh, to yeah. get you to, to spill the beans. Okay. So to speak. And so so to spill the beans even more, uh, when you look at identity, um, to preserve that face or that self-image, like what you were speaking of earlier. The mask. The mask. And deception being built off uh showing the mask and the mask is supposedly be supposed to be true all of it is built fraudulently got you it's no it's no solidified foundation it can't mm. be trusted got you that's crazy. and and now when when we talk about that it can't be trusted the the victim of it all or victims has come to a point to where they either voluntarily, um, they voluntarily agreed with that deception or they involuntarily did it. Exactly. Okay. So let's give some examples of involuntary. Involuntarily would be, okay, I'm a preacher's kid. Okay. I'm small. I'm going to school. You know, friends, you have your cliques. We're going to talk youth first. Okay. They have their cliques um, instantly. Oh, you a PK's kid. You know, oh man, yo, what you you gonna get your Bible now? You know, all of that is deceptive ways to save face to say, hey, you over there, you 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 need to be over here deceptively. Exactly. Does, does that make sense? Yeah, that makes Now what happens is immediately they begin to change their being. Mm-hmm. If they're not on a solid foundation with the parents or uh, with their home setting. Does that make sense? Definitely. Okay. Now, when you get a little higher and you go to adulthood, that is the passive list, passive um, deception that I was speaking of. Now, let's speak of biblically. Okay. Biblically. When you look at scripture and you look at Matthew 4th chapter, 1st through 11th verse. Mm-hmm. Where the devil himself tempted God. Now we we're not gonna have all the time to actually read all of this, but out there in podcast land, because we're trying to reach a multitude, and 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 living for Christ, you have to do the work. 100%. So once they read it, it'll become more understanding to them. But just the gist of it, the devil took him took Jesus out mm-hmm. and said, "Look, exactly." This is, this is, he, first, first, the temptation of it all. He took him up and he said, well, um, the highest mountain, wasn't it? He took him on the highest mountain. And he said, well, okay, if you're the son of God, you know, you, you, you can fall. And God going to send his angels down to catch you. Prove you the son of God. Can I say something real quick? Mm-hmm. It's interesting. What, okay, what moms is saying, right? You know, to this day, this the same. It's like I was talking to you about formulas. The yeah. Formulas. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Constantly. I was definitely get into that. They mm-hmm. repeat it. So now people today still hearing the same thing, mm-hmm. and it's the it's the seeds for suicide. Mm-hmm. Take you, you you can be on top. You can feel like you're on top of the world. Like in uh, oftentimes they say a lot of you know a lot of people that's wealthy, and that's they. They say it gets lonely at the top. Take you to the top, then all of a sudden, you know, you crash. You know, 
100%, yeah, man. You know, you hear That's a little crazy. voice is talking to you. Yeah. Nobody, you know, these people really don't love you. They don't love you. You mm-hmm. could die today or tomorrow. They wouldn't care. And then all of a sudden, it becomes very, it's an emotional pull for them. Then all of a sudden, they get pulled off the, you know, off the mountaintop, jump. And they give way. But I'm sorry. That's what it. That's crazy. That man. goes into um, how being around that circle of deceptive people and deceptive um, people with those characteristics, per se, uh, that is how you can basically lose your being. True. Who you really are. Because Jeremiah 29, 11, basically... Like what I've taught you and tried to tell you basically all your life, even when you mentioned about doing the podcast. Oh, yeah. What was one of the main things I said, son, that's good and everything. You know, it sounds good. You know, you're integrating technology and so forth. But have you what about it? Have you talked to God about it? And she asked me that. It's for the creator. We talked talked about the same thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The same thing. And, and, And that bond being there. And even with you, E, you know. With the circle here, you know, see, God is of harmony. Everybody talks about they want peace. They want um, if you want those things, you have to rechannel your fear. okay? because because deceptive people usually are fearful people anyway. And, and, you know, even though I gave the examples um, earlier of Matthew, the fourth chapter, first through 11, I'm going to give another quick example. Podcast land. This is a podcast. Mm-hmm. And we just speak in truth. And we we in a room. And we just flowing with uh, what God has given us. 100%. So hopefully it reaches who it's trying to reach. Okay. M- uh, molesters. People that involuntarily take others' in, uh, innocence. That's deception. No matter how they're lured or whatever, it's deception. So we went from youth, biblical, which biblical is is at the first anyway. Um, And then things that's happening every day that's relevant every day. Okay. So when we speak of fear, deception having to do with fear, Uh, as I spoke earlier, when it comes to... Decept, deceptive people always want to debate. That's that's a characteristic of deception. So it's time to run when you get into a debate. Does that make sense? It makes a lot of sense because it's it, it creates conflict, chaos, division. division. Exactly. And you know, and the thing about that is, ooh, this is good. Right? It is, is very good. good. That's crazy. This is good. Yeah. God is good. Because it, amen. <laughs> it, because again, with when you know when it's that everybody pulling. Yeah, if you got a rope, if you got a rope, I got a rope. We both pull it. Tug of war, exactly. That whole, exactly. And to be honest with you, if both of us, you know, we got that, you know, we we bullheaded and we don't want to give up on nothing. Look, we gonna sit up there and debate about it all day. Really and truly, we both losing. We both losing. Exactly. First of all, losing made. a lot of time uh, that you, <laughs> you can't know, get we back. We could be evolving. We could be, you know, building towards something greater. But we exactly. sit around a, and that that's something that happens for decades in families. It happens, you know, man, in nations. Yeah. 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 hundred percent. Mama, please keep going. I'm telling you, I'm over here captivated. (laughs) That's crazy. You know, it's, 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 it's sad 
to me now. It is sad because, you know, um, growing up, I, I, just like I'm talking, I can talk. I mean, you guys probably gonna have to tell me to be quiet because <laughs> I, I love the Lord and I love reaching multitudes to make it better. That's what we're here for to make it better. But when you deal with uh, deception, deceit, deceptive, all of those characteristics, they can't even handle unfiltered truth. No, no, because mm. it was built off of a lie. That's what she was saying. I got a question for you, mama. Now you got like, you, okay, you know, you got me want to ask you a question now. I'm going to throw, throw out a couple names, just random names uh, of characters, so to speak. Superman. By the standard in which, okay, by what you're telling us, is Superman a hero or a villain? Um, Before you get started, I'm going I'm I'm to go a little deeper. The reason okay. why I ask is because... Technically, his glasses was his mask. Mm-hmm. So, in a sense, was he? He was being deceptive the whole time, right? We're, I, I look at that as char- um, cartoon characters. Okay. And when I look at that as a cartoon character, you know, maybe there's no babies listening, but it's kind of like Santa Claus. You know, there's some things you just gotta play along with for the sake of of the harmony of the you you understand what I'm saying I got you. and and you know Batman and Robin and Santa Claus you know I mean that, the reason why I'm doing this is because one thing about like we have a lot of listeners and people I, I just I like to make people think yeah. so you mm-hmm. can you can get a character like a Superman but then you can get a character like a Batman in between the two people going to choose. Exactly. They'll, they'll choose Superman before Batman because mm-hmm. number one, Batman, you look at his attire, is darker. Exactly. He has black, he's mm-hmm. wearing a hood, mm-hmm. a cowl as mm-hmm. they call it. Mm-hmm. Yep. And they call Batman a vigilante. Mm-hmm. A vigilante. But then you look at Superman who's said to be a foreigner. It's just like, I, I look at that now just because of what, what all you've been, you know, you've been discussing. It just makes me think now, mm-hmm. you know, like, mm-hmm. like Bruce Wayne, Bruce Wayne could have all of the money in the world, but he felt like, hey, okay, I needed to go and I needed to, you know, I'm going to put on a mask, a cow, and 100%. then maybe I can, you know, mm-hmm. extract the type of, you know, uh, results that I'm looking for. Some, you go out there and beat up certain people, whatever, but That's you true. know, certain people live by this thought. Mm-hmm. I can't get the job done every day in my suit and tie. So I got to go and, you know, at night, whatever I do, you know, they'll never know because I won't, you know, they won't never see this, the business face. That's 100%. Right. 100%, That's right. man. I guess I would say also in that stance, um, I've always been a believer um, when parenting, you know, children are a blessing from God. And when parenting is very pertinent to realize your role in it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And when you realize your role in it, your job first is to protect your children before you connect with your children. I like that. Okay. I understand. So I said that to say this, when I look at the cartoon characters and as the children grew up 
and I dealt with children, I dealt with my own son, I would always tell you the positive and the negative about the characters, right? 100%. And then we would play along, but by a certain age, especially if I saw some type of drastic, I want to be, you know, okay. Then it's like, okay, we need to shut this down. Remember, we, we shut it, you know, when yeah. it starts building deception now, okay, shut it down. Um, look, mama is um, eating the, the, the cookies in the milk, okay? And this is really where the, the, the gifts are coming from. Okay. Let's go put uh, Superman on the It's still on the shelf. So your Superman is still on the 100%. shelf, right? Mm-hmm. So Superman ain't even taking flight no more. No, no more. <laughs> Negative. I definitely understand. So like, it made me think about um, people that do that in their real life. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, we mentioned mask, hiding behind mask, the deception part. With... Um, the superhero aspect of it, people that live like in that fantasy world. Um, do you think that plays a part in that deception of either being naive or choosing to be deceptive? Do you think that's even like, like, do you think it's a fantasy that they building in their head or do you think they're actually like, is that a part that's who just who they are? Does that make sense? Somewhat. It, I, I get what you're saying. What you're saying is if it turns out to be negative, yeah. do I feel that that particular superhero or cartoon character played a role in their being? Yeah. Does, is that what you're saying? Yeah, well, I'm saying like just switching it to like human beings. Like, um, do you think somebody that's being deceptive, um, are they living in fantasy or do you think that's just who they are? Like, do you think that's just that being? Oh, well, when it comes to that part, I, I really feel in my heart um, that it is a lot of their own personal characteristics. Um, some folks, they know better, but they do not do better. And some, that is just their their attributes to negative attributes to um, to be deceptive. That's what they do. That is what they build on. They've done that all of their lives and it's working for them until again, someone shuts it down. Or they become strong enough to say it's time for this to be shut down. Exactly. I want to say something else on that note. Uh, mom's got me to thinking uh, she started talking about, uh, you know, um, like molestation, mm -hmm. you know, and I want to say something on that. Like, it's a lot of people that suffer. It's a, you know, it's a state. It's well, it's a, a lot of people like to say hurt people, hurt people. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to say something on that. If you're not careful, hurt people will continue to hurt people, especially if they're not getting the proper help that they need. And that's, that's something that, you know, and see an issue that a lot of, a lot of people face is the fact that like when they become traumatized, they go and they try to shut down. They don't, they don't, you know, seek help. A lot of them become afraid. Sometimes just they, you know, they become victims. Sometimes it's one of those uh, situations in which I can't tell. Cause if I tell something bad going to happen and you know, you can fill in the blank of whatever that bad thing could be. And that's what they're stuck with, you know, within their thoughts. And they finally, you know, may exit that situation, so to speak. But it's just it, the trauma remains with them. 
So they continue to just hold on to it. And before they know it, if they're not uh, if they're not careful, they they could be the ones now giving the trouble to the next person. It's like it's important, you know. And, you know, whoever I'm speaking to right now, because, you know, this is just this is how these type of things tend to go. You know, understand that, you know, you're not in this by yourself and you really and truly need to go and get proper help from somebody that you truly feel you can trust. Oftentimes, that's the hardest part for a lot of people finding that person. Yeah. You know, and sometimes that person isn't a familiar face. Sometimes it's not family, you know, but again, let God direct you on the, you know, on a proper path to find that person. Um, I just wanted to say that. Nah, um, before we move on, like uh, I wanted to ask, we spoke on like the deception part and then speaking to the person, speaking to people on avoiding naivety, like not being naive. Um, did you want to, I'm not, I don't want to jump ahead or anything like that, but like, do you have anything to say on that? On how to point out like characteristics of deception or is it just situational based? Um, is it uh, across the board or like general characteristics of deception or is that just too broad? It's, it's, it's basically, it is a lot of characteristics of um, deception. Um, and that's where discernment and having a relationship with God is very pertinent. Um, it, I've always felt if if you can't have a relationship with your creator that can shut everything down in one second, the one that made you, Jeremiah 29, 11, he know the plans that he had for you, even when we was in our um in the womb of our mother. So shouldn't that be who we consult? Definitely. That makes and a lot of sense. If we consult who created us. Now we came through our parents, but our parents are put here to guide us. But sometimes they, they That's why they call the guardian. Exactly. But and, and sometimes they fall short. Sometimes. They fall short. And then sometimes they don't fall short. You know, they, the children fall short. This is true. You know, because it depends on your circle. Yeah. You know, and then age plays a part in that as well. But you cannot fall short, short, short with Christ because he is love. He is true love. He is unfiltered truth. This is true. Okay. 100%. So with him being unfiltered truth, that is part of, um, of godliness is being able to accept being corrected. Like what you were speaking of before. If there is a problem, I too speak to podcast lamp because if someone out there is listening, Oh, sometimes it takes sitting down with yourself. Three people. Well, four. Jesus, me, myself, and I. That's the party right there. We speak there. on that a lot, right? Solitude. That's it. Solitude. That's that's the party right there. And being able to maintain your being. When you say that, what does that mean? I heard you reference it a lot, but when you say maintain your being, what is that like in reference to? To who you are, who he created you to be. Who he created you to be, not who someone else created you to be or not what someone else has done to you, like you had stated earlier. It's, it's, it. All of that are what they call um, obstacles, uh, deceptive things put in your way and so forth. 
um, hurdles, hurdles. But in Second Timothy, he who endures to the end, he have fought a good fight. See, it's, it's it's not. Oh, I started the race. You finished the race. We put on this earth to finish the race. Now we're gonna have obstacles in our way, but God is always there. We can always get in solitude. And tap back into the source. Tap back into it. And get your harmony and your peace and uh and your 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 goodness and godliness. God help me. I want to say something on that. Because you know, somebody going to listen to us talking. Somebody's going to take from all of this right now. Somebody's going to take from it and say, so that's what it, that's, that's it. I need to be by myself. And that's all they're going to take from this is I need to be, <laughs> no, like seriously, that's real. no, no that's I'm, real. I'm being honest. And that's not what we're saying. The important thing, mama repl- repeated, please. Then you say, you said the big four, right? Big four. Call Who at those, the top? Who's at the top? Jesus. That's right. That's me, right. myself, the creator, and I. Then me, myself, and I. Exactly. So that means it's after after Jesus take away the distractions. Exactly. And you get there and you got to be real with yourself. Look exactly. yourself in the mirror and, and sit there and say, look, me, myself, and I, we could only do but so much. And that got us to this point in which right now it's time to stop. Mm-hmm. We got to stop. Pull the mm-hmm. plug. Pull the plug. Shut it down. That's it. I That's think it. Uh, the devil does that to like... In the world, like you hear a lot about self sufficiency in the world, and uh, whether it be in business or you know achievement, get this bag, is like it's a lot of self self um, support. You know what I'm saying? And um, I think that's a decep- that's a deception art of the devil because he wants you to only think you need to depend on you, and you're the only answer, and you're the only way to get yourself out of it. And I think what you're saying is. Like when you tap back into the creator, he'll begin to. And when you tap back into the creator, strip yourself of, of uh, when you strip down of self, become bare, become bare. He starts to add back into the nutrients and the the resources Mm -hmm. that you need. Mm -hmm. You know, it's interesting too, man. You have to do that with with the earth too. My bad, I cut you off. But like agriculture, agriculture, when you form it, you have to strip the earth. You even got to prune. Exactly, you got to prune plants. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you get that dead weight off. But mm-hmm. going back to something you said, man, is vital, and this is a key. And you know, when you start thinking about it, man, um, it's uh one of the most important things that a lot of us tend to forget is this: we uh, first of all, we are spiritual beings. We spiritual beings, and we talked about this before. You have to, you have to go back to planting. You were just talking about planting, right? So if one thing one thing that a, a plant needs, a plant has to be water. A plant needs light. Light. You don't hear people hollering about that, but that plant needs darkness. Exactly. That plant ain't gonna grow. <laughs> you know? It's actually it, gonna die. Ex- exactly. Yeah, that's crazy. Exactly. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. So that right there, see, you know, Jesus, even when Jesus walked the world, what Jesus did was he used parables. So, you know. A plant, a plant could be, that's for a lot of people, that's the, that's the tool you can use to, you know, to show them how humanity moves a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, with, you know, with people of color, we always talk, talk about melanin, you know, and how important that is. 
And then with the plants, you have chlorophyll. You know, that's important with plants. Mm. You know, and it's mm -hmm. like, you know, the sun, how the sun hits those plants. The plants take the nutrients from the uh, from sun. the solar power. Mm -hmm. And that's what starts that, you know. 100%. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And then with us, we taking it in also. We need the sun. You know, we exactly. need the light. It's like what's within must come out. Oh my goodness. That's crazy. That's, that's beautiful. No. I would say <laughs> it, it is. Oh, go ahead, my bad. I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead, Mom. No, I, I was just agreeing because light and Jesus is of light. We. And I'm a thousand percent on that because if it was not for him, that was one of my main ways of looking at it. And I and that's the way I pretty much taught you. I don't care what you get into. Pick up the word because every parable, it, like you said, about it, we have the 66 has everything basically that we need to produce, survive and maintain in this society. If we submit to him, mama, time out. What's the 66 for people that's, that's oh, just want to oh, know? Oh, that's that's the, the word of God. OK, the Bible. OK, thank you, mama. I, I just. just <laughs> There we go. Okay. We're talking about plants. I think, uh, too, we got to be careful, like, the type of seeds we um, plant mm -hmm. or allow to be planted in us. Like, thoughts are seeds. You know, words are seeds. Um, and you you always talk tell, told me, like, to watch your gates, like, your gateways. So, like, eyes, ears, what goes in your body, things yes. like that. And all of those are ways to get planted in. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And um, uh, I think that's super important because a lot of times the seed doesn't come in the form that we looking for it to come in. You know, it could come in the form of an ad that pop up on your computer. The seed can be coming in as a commercial that you see. You know what I mean? A, a seed could be coming in as a conversation that you have with an individual. And you have to di differentiate between is that seed dark is going to plant darkness or is exactly. it going to plant light? You're absolutely right. Mm -hmm. And before we move on, because mm -hmm. it just uh, dawned on me. Something you said earlier, you were talking about self. And what we have to be uh, weary of in, in today's society, especially in this world, is self-gratification. That's the thing. It's like, that's, that's the glaring, that's the most glaring thing that I see going on in, in today's. Everything is about self, you know, mm -hmm. selfies. We spend so much mm -hmm. time and we sit around. It's mm -hmm. to the point I, you know, I, I saw, I saw an individual. And she was trying to catch a picture of her and like three other people. I said, excuse me, ma'am. I said, you want me to take the picture for you? No, I just want to take a selfie, you know? And it's like, <laughs> everything is about self. And I'm, it's, you know, it's, it's not good. It's not good because in a sense, when you think about it, what it really is, is we're looking we're like idols and, and we haven't, we haven't, Everything in this world that goes on, everything, you know, it's nothing new under the sun. It, it, you know, the, the good book talks about that, which means it's already been done. And it's a system. If they tell you styles never truly go out of style, it's going to come back around. And it's telling you about the life we're living in. But it's like now, you know, again, formulas. You got to understand the formula for what it is. You got to see it. And sometimes what you have to do, you have to deviate from the formula in order to, you know, get better results in your life. Cause that formula may prove to be broken, but you got to see it for what it is. And the thing is, like, I, I try to, I talk to my children about this a lot. I'm, you know, I tell them, I'm like, you know, you can't get caught up on self, especially you can't, as a coach, you cannot be about self. And then tell me you play on the team. 
Mm-hmm. It's just it, it, no. It, it's it's not going to happen. You're not going to garner. You're not going to garner the results you're looking for with a selfish, selfish mm-hmm. state of mind. See the root word again, self. And I was going to get ready to get to that because self, selfish. That's it. Hundred percent, man. Hundred percent. One hundred percent, and. Oh, I was going to say, um, you always told me to RSA, um, reassess, stay on your path and always observe the end result. Mm. And, um, that always, st- <clears throat> she used to write that down and everything she gave me, like whether it be a book or something like that. And it always stuck with me because it holds true to everything, even the formula, you know, even your, fr- your, your circle of friends, even your, um, de- your purpose that you, that you find for yourself. And, um, I think that's just something that I wanted to put out there was like reassess, stay on your path and always deserve the re- end result. And that'll, t- that'll help to help navigate you like a compass on the things that you need to um, the next decisions that you need to take. You say like a compass, man, that is a compass. It, it is a compass. That's it. And, and you have God first. That's so powerful because <laughs> within all of that, you're submitting yourself to say, hey, you know, I. I, I need this. I don't know everything. So l- let me let me let me recon here. Let me reassess everything. Let me make sure I'm on my path. Okay. And if you see where you're not on your path and you might have a little temptation, I want to keep going this way. But what is the end result going to be? That's true. Okay. You you could reassess and feel like you're on your path, but you may not be on your path. But you settle and you're comfortable and you passively there. Mm. But you've got to observe that end result. God is about peace, love, and harmony. Um, so deception, like you always been a strong woman. Like you always, <clears throat> always been strong, always been direct on what you wanted to say. And somebody that takes a passive approach, maybe because they're scared to avoid conflict or scared to uh, ruffle feathers per se, or just doesn't like um, butting heads, but just passive in general, like how do you approach that? Like what's your take on that being passive? Um, Passive goes both ways. It goes negative and it goes positive because when when you look at past passive behavior, uh, passive behavior can come to you. Remember, we talked about voluntarily, involuntarily. It's true. Okay. So you got to make sure that it's genuine. See, because God is of no lie. So, you know, some people will come into your life as if they were planted there by God when actually they came in your life with motives to begin with. So that makes them an agent. Exactly. And so. Infiltration. Yeah. So. When you talk a passive on the other point, mm-hmm. because, uh, you know, it's okay to be nice, but be fair and be straightforward. Because again- so with that, no, I'm bad not to cut you off because passive can be looked at both ways, negatively or, pass- or positive. Positive. Mm-hmm. So like what you just explained was, is that considered passive? Is that a is that the positive side of passive to be like you say you can be nice, but be well informed and still get your point across? Like, how do you handle that? Oh, uh, just handle this. Okay, give you a perfect example. Um, someone asked me, um, how how a cake um tastes. I mean, my father did this to me. I baked a cake when I first started baking cakes. I used to sell my cake slices, and 
I was really trying to get out to do it. And your grandpa, he tasted cake. He said, um, now this right here. Mm -mm. <laughs> he said, you got too many egg holes. And he said, you got too much flour or something in it. And it hurt me. But it helped and you grow. At that age, I probably was maybe 14 or 15. You know, with the little easy bake cake and thing and all, you know. And but then I had it in a in a pan pan. But you know, I hadn't got so good in easy bake. So I was like, oh, I can use the oven, you know. And he allowed me to do that. And he said, let me tell you something. I always tell the truth, and that's what I'm gonna do. And I want you to do. I always tell the truth. If a person cry to Europe, I always tell the truth. Mm. And right now, if any of my girlfriends bake anything and they say, girl, this thing is popping, and I taste it and it's not. I'm going to say, look, you know, you you probably used the right ingredients, but this is not good. Mm. You know, maybe the next time you might want to do this or that. Just be straightforward. But you know what? It it hurts at the moment because people have feelings. It hurts mm -hmm. at the moment. But it's true. But they'll, they'll thank you in the long run. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, it's, it's a situation. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's, it's a situation such as what your, your mother was, you know, just talking about in which I had to go through a situation, you know, and it, it, sometimes it, it gets tough. It gets depending tough. Depending on the role that the person, you, you always know it's easier to, to tell or to give the, you know, give blunt honesty to people that really don't mean much to you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You said, nah, bro, that outfit, that ain't it. Right. You, yeah. know, you, you say that and, and that's <laughs> somebody trying it. to offer you something you're like, bro, nah, I'm good on I'm, that. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And you'd be like, man, you, you what you trying to sell me? Right. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, he's like, man, come on now. Try again. You know, you, you yeah. percent. the people that's closest to you and you value, you know, you value them and you don't want to hurt them. It, it gets tough. That's that's the test oftentimes. So it's passive. I want to recant my or I want to I want to be careful how, how I go about the statement. So like I mentioned earlier, passivity could be negative or positive. Is it good or bad? I mean, is it bad or good to be passive? If it's genuine, it's good. If your passiveness is built off fraudulent um, motives, then that is that is negative. understood. Understood. Because oftentimes pa we just spoke about it. Passiveness could be, um, okay, per, we, back to um, uh, folks that molest, okay, whether they've hurt or been hurt or however, it's too easy, just as simple as being in the park, a child, hi, your mom told you to come with me. That kid may not know stranger danger, just that quick. He passively acted as though he cared when he had other negative, fraudulent motives, deceptive motives, or she. So that's the understood. Yeah, and I and I hope I'm reaching um out to podcast land and making this clear, you know. And and another thing, the positive side of being passive, if you're passive. And you are a child of God. It's, it's going to flow like it need to flow anyway. Because like you said, it's going to help them in the end. Because a passive person, you value them, but they also value you. And the way I'm looking at the reason I'm going so deep into it is because I feel like whether it be a teenager or, you know, somebody, a younger person, they could be not 
is outgoing or outspoken and they get bragged on because of their passiveness, meaning they're not as direct. They're more, they're taking a the more they're taking the most great gracious grace. They're having graceful truth, you know, and that maybe not go over well. Um, if that makes sense. So they either say, you know what, I'm done with this passive stuff. I'm just going brutal, honestly, all the way through, or they fall back into that passive to the to that detriment. Does that make sense? I see where you're going with it, but can you explain it just a bit more? Like for instance. Passiveness could be looked at as negative. I'm saying it could I, have a negative approach. I know what you're saying. So, so what you're saying is oftentimes, especially probably more so in our generation too, when you hear, growing up, when you heard the word passive a lot of times, a lot of people already look weak. Weak, exactly. Yeah. They Got take, it. So like taking mm-hmm. that kindness for weakness. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So they like, they bro, say, forget it. Yeah. Or either they could say, they could, man, I'm not just, they just shell up. So I got a primary example about that. So, you know, play ball and so um it's one one young guy you know um very passive uh like saw him about a couple weeks ago he came in and you know mr thank you this that and other you know and we talk we ch- uh, chop it up and so uh i asked him i said man you you've been in here for a while man i said you you've been in here for about two hours and i was like you're not you what you don't want to play ball today he was like yeah i got i got i got um i got downs i said man what did you call downs He's like, man, I called downs, uh, you know, after this guy, I say, number one, this guy shouldn't have, he shouldn't have never got downs before you because you were here when he was playing. It's impossible for him to call the downs and he on the basketball court. Mm. And so I told him, I said, man, I said, man, you got to be careful in here. I said, if guys, I said, now don't get me wrong. I said, I'm not telling you to go out there trying to start no fight in that night. I said, but you got to speak up. I said, because if you don't, if you call something and you know good and well, you call it. Them guys going to respect you in the end if you tell, look, nah, brother, mm-hmm. I had downs. Mm-hmm. And so you like, man, I got you. I got you. But I don't, you know, I'm not about all that. I said, I got you. I understand that. But those guys going to take that as weakness and they're going to keep taking from you. And so I told him. And so I sat back and I watched. Another game went by. He was supposed to have. And so I watched it. I said, nah, man. I said, brother, you got downs. He was like, nah, don't worry. I said, no, no, no. You got to speak up. So another guy and myself, we wound up, we had to speak up on his behalf. And so in that situation, the guy still came and he said, well, I tell you what, because I called downs, man. We I, we can shoot for it. He said, man, the first one to miss, he said, if the person make it and the other person miss, he was like, man, it'd be their game. He was like, okay. So when he said, okay, I said, all right, you agreed to that. So the results, you got to be, the guy made the shot, he missed, and the guy wound up getting his game. But I looked at him and I learned something that day. I said, you know what, man? I'm going to be honest with you. I said, everybody was mad at him because he had already picked out his team. But I pulled him to the side. I said, look, I got a lot of respect for you. I said, number one, you still, to avoid conflict, you was willing to shoot over it and settle it off, off a jump shot. And he believed in the jump. He thought he was going to make it. But I had, to, I had to tell him, I said, a lot of guys not going to do that. They'll be ready to, you know, pretty much fight about it or whatever. Situations like that, though, I've noticed since then he's grown. I saw him again yesterday. He called his down. He got on the court. So he he learned, you mm-hmm. know, like like mm-hmm. mom say, mm-hmm. you sit around and you go through something in a long time. It's going to mm-hmm. hurt you, mm-hmm. but you're going to learn how the game goes. Mm-hmm. If you really want to play, you better call, go and ask questions. Who has the who has the last downs? That's mm-hmm. what a lot of people. Who's the last one that got yeah. downs? Mm-hmm. All right. After him, I got downs. 
That, but that's how it goes, though. Hundred percent. Yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah. My bad. I ain't mean to get off track of like steer the no, conversation. No, but it's fine. But, yeah, it's I thought that was important, man, because it is. not everybody is as direct or or know or has learned that from day one. You know what I'm saying? That's how that has to be a learned skill. Definitely. Yeah, it really does. And, and you know, back to what you were saying earlier, as far as what are the characteristics of um of deception. Uh, manipulation plays a part in that too. Manip- man- manipulative behavior. And sometimes that's what is part of manipulative behavior is when one does call you out for a strong point, but they call it out publicly as a weak point. Yeah. When actually it's not a weak point, it's a smart point. Right. You know, and, right. and it is a a, a, a a Christian way to handle things. But they want to call it weak or feel like they're able to walk over you or so forth. That falls into the other part of deception, which is saving face. Because the more people I get to hear me, then it shuts them down. When in reality, if a person has somewhat experience or a person is um, somewhat familiar with deceptive behaviors or deception or losing your being so forth or naive being naive, they're going to always say, okay, let me get this side and that side, you know, Hey, they, they keep calling you weak. Why, why are they calling you weak? Mm-hmm. I don't see you as weak. You know, do you feel like you're weak? You know, it, it's, it's always going to be 100%. because that's how God works. That's how he leads. Remember he's harmony. You understand? Exactly. So, um, again, that that quickness to to get that debate is is where the deception lies. Hundred percent. They, they want that last word. That's that's a trap. That's real, man. I yeah. um I've been captivated the whole conversation, man. To be honest, <laughs> I felt like that's um <laughs> that's crazy, man. Like I'm at a loss for words. Man, Mama got me laughing, man, because I'm thinking. <laughs> Growing up, the last that last word gets you in trouble, boy. What? I've been I've been around mm-hmm. a lot of people that are running their mouth and sit up there oh, and yeah. initiate a whole fight just because they didn't know how to be quiet. Mm-hmm. But then when it came time to really put up or shut up, let's just say it didn't turn out well for it didn't them. Turn out I, well. I know, hundred <laughs> percent. You know, and that reminds me, <laughs> in my years of instructing, um. It used to be funny because, you know, I I I, I had the pleasure of um, and, I, you know, we used to talk about this because he used to help me with grading papers and so forth. And it was so funny because sometimes I really wouldn't be able to understand um, all of the cultures. So I would come home. I would pray about it. So forth. I said, tomorrow when I go back, I'm going to make sure I'm ready. You know, I had kids come and put the feet on the desk, you know, all kind of stuff. And I was like, you know. I know I really can't just go pop their feet off the desk, you know, so I'm going to ask them nicely. <laughs> so then it worked out. God bless me because some of the students start doing what I was unable to do. And they actually start doing that, calling them out. You remember exactly. I used to tell you about it? And we used to sit and laugh about it over dinner because it was some students that really wanted to learn like, hey. We're here to learn. Exactly. And you're not going to mess this up for us because we keep losing time, like you were saying earlier. And, um, you know, it's on so many hours in a day. And I would sit back and I would observe like you. And it would be so funny because the leader, per se, of the class would be like, um, 
you need to sit down and listen to Miss J because um Miss J, show them. Now we finna see why you, we the students and she teacher. And sometimes that's what it takes is that good, quick, fast shutdown. You're right. Hundred percent. You know why a lot of that used to happen in the classroom? I'm gonna tell you a little secret. Overcompensation. What it is when a lot of when a, okay and believe it or not, this is true. A lot of uh, when a lot of children don't know certain things or in their mind they feel like and I'm gonna be straight with you. A lot of kids feel like they're dumb to a degree, mm-hmm. but they don't never want to be called out on it. They become a class disruptor. They keep see the more they can disrupt the class, time goes by fast, mm-hmm. so they'll never be exposed. Mm-hmm. Hundred percent. That's they learn deception quick. Exactly. They say in order mm-hmm. for me, and they'd rather fail silently mm-hmm. rather than in their mind. Failure is truly being called to this board to answer this this problem mm-hmm. in front of everybody mm-hmm. or read out loud. Mm-hmm. That's failure to a lot of them. Mm-hmm. But you remember what I was telling you? It's like uh, in life, a lot of times, man. You'll run so much to the point, you'll run the opposite direction, then wind up running right into the same thing again. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's a circle. That's why they say when you get left back, you coming back to repeat. You coming back to you repeat. You're gonna see it again. You're gonna see it again. That's that's, that's how it that. goes. That's, that's, that's how it goes. Cycle. The cycle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's how it goes. Oh man. Do you have anything else, Mom, you wanna um, add? Just basically, you know, we had spoke earlier on um not losing your being. Um and God dispels fear. You know, he, he really does. He dispels fear. And um, you got to research in the Bible. Um, you know, everything is online now. I mean, it's really, really no excuse, you know, because he says, come as you are. And, um, you know, there's no reason to have um, misconception about it because it's too easy. You know, study, um, research, go to him, submit yourself to him and, um and he'll he he will advocate for you, and um you know basically all is well you, you know within you pacing yourself as well. But when we look at fear, I want to also leave this fear f e a r. You have a choice in this life, this race that we're running, and that is to forget everything and just run. Don't know where you're going. Forget Don't know where you're right. going to end up. You might not even finish the race. Or you definitely not going to finish the race like he intended for us because he wants the best for us. Right. So if we just face everything, face everything with God, we'll rise. Face it and rise. Face everything and rise. Mm. That's interesting. Um, Before we go. Um, yeah, go ahead, man. Mom Ma- says something. She said something about fear. So uh, my wife and I, we went to go see a movie called Fear. It's at the movie theaters. Mm-hmm. You familiar with it? I, I want to see it. Look, man, that joint is <laughs> different. It's different. Um, I'm not gonna get. I'm not gonna give no spoilers. But in a nutshell, whatever a person fears, that's what they have to endure within the movie. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, you fear. You gone. That's that's it. You fear you gone, but by the end of the movie, you find out the one thing that the one thing that your your life your life jacket, so to speak, or the great equalizer to fear is faith. 
So on that note, I'm going to just go ahead and I'm going to, you know, again, I'm not giving no spoilers. So I'm going to end it on that. Mm -hmm. But before we leave, can y'all please one more time, can y'all give a, can y'all give the co- uh, the compass to, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, my mom always used to tell me she used to write it and everything. RSA, reassess, stay on your path, and always deserve the end result. And I promise you, any action that you're about to take, um, any decision that you're debating on, it'll help reroute it and point you in the direction that you need to go. So, reassess, stay on your path, assess, always assess the end result. RSA. Mama, where did you get that from? Life experiences and um, basically um, praying to God for that navigation um, at a young age to uh, get through this this thing called life. And he never failed me. I did that and it was like too easy. You know, I was like, forget, get, forget the way I'm not perfect, you know. Everybody has mistakes and make mistakes, but the world side wasn't nothing compared to God's side. And I was like, wow, what a compass. Mama, that's your book. I'll yeah. be telling her that, man. <laughs> I'm like, yo. In the name of God, then, you know? All right. All right. Well, this has been the Real Talk Podcast. Ma, I appreciate you showing up. Uh, appreciate you spending your time with us. That no was powerful. Problem, Great word. Kingdom business. I'm telling you. So, um, Till next time, man. See you guys next Thursday. Definitely leave a like. Definitely leave a a share. Comment on it if you found something valuable in it. And uh, see you guys next Thursday, man. Peace. Real talk. We appreciate you giving us a listen. If you like this episode and would like to engage with us or support, reach out through our social media platforms linked in the description. And tune in every Thursday to check out new episodes. See you next week.